0: Okay, we are back guys, Uh, we had a little break for Christmas, sorry that you haven't had one of our awesome podcasts for about two weeks now, Um, but we are going to start again. Today's podcast, the title is Maximize Motivation and Minimize Burnout, and it is a topic that is dear to our hearts as coaches, as we see many of our members go through the cycles of high motivation, low motivation and we're obviously trying to avoid burnout at all costs, but some of our members do go through that as well. Before we start, we have some exciting news, Tara.
1: So we have our first sponsor, which we are super excited about. So we have Chameleon Decorators. So this is a decorating company run by one of our members, Rob Den and his dad, Ian. So if you need any decorating, hit these guys up, you can follow them on instagram their name is chameleon decorators limited yeah give them a follow
0: rob (laughs) is an absolute stand-up bloke and uh, he helped us paint the gym during uh, one of the lockdowns and showed us what a true professional can do we uh, are absolute amateurs and (laughs) tara specifically (laughs) (laughs) managed to get more more paint on the floor than actually on the walls when you were tasked to paint the walls weren't you yeah and
1: i think we must have gone through like two bottles of white spirit trying to lift that paint off the floor
0: (laughs) (laughs) so if you need a professional chameleon decorators there you guys hit them up so on with the uh, podcast then guys um it is a new year of course it's january and so um motivation at this time of year is a really key topic for discussion um, you hit. You often hear the, you know, the standard phrase, "New Year, New Me." How many yes. times have you seen it?
1: Oh, all over. A few. So many times.
0: Yeah. Um, and this is a good time for people to um, set goals and targets and things that they want to achieve during this period as well. Um, and so, this podcast is uh, the result of um, about four years worth of experience from me. What are you, Tara? Now
1: six yeah i think so yeah she's old yeah i'm really old um you guys uh, remind me every day that i'm old <laughs> yeah so i think about like four or five years crossfit coaching and pt and various other coaching after that, before and,
0: that and uh across that you know combined decade of experience between me and tara we've seen um a lot of sort of swing in motivation from uh our members and our athletes that we're coaching. And so this podcast is trying to get you some awareness of what feeds into motivation and how you can maximise that. And also what we're all trying to avoid is minimising burnout. And, you know, not that we're experts in the subject, we've taken a lot of knowledge from um, Julian and StrongFit um, and also from our own experience. But, you know, we've been going at the sport pretty hard you know for quite some time now haven't we yeah
1: good six years for me I think yeah
0: eight years for me eight years and I'm for you, yeah. worse than you <laughs> um You're not. but yeah so uh, and, and we can look back on our own experience and see times of high motivation times of low and also times that we've actually been probably in burnout as well absolutely um and so we're going to discuss the the concept and then we're going to tie it into what happens in the gym and then we're going to tie it into our own individual experiences. So to start um, this concept, I want you to imagine an arch. So on the left-hand side of the arch, you've got exploration. And on the right-hand side of the arch, you've got exploitation. So exploring is, is like learning. It's very process-driven. It's when you're you know in your key moments in your training and, and you're just in the flow, in the zone. Um, exploitation is your testing, so this might be a competition. It might be um, the end of a cycle, maybe a one rep max, um, and this is where you're kind of focused on the outcome, not what you're doing at the present time. So it's all about the result. Um, and if you if you picture that as an arch, where we want to sit is somewhere in the middle. It's obviously a spectrum. But we want to sit somewhere in the middle at all times, really, um, because too side too far on one side of the arch. Um, it's going to lead to stagnation of progress and side on the o- too far on the other side is also going to lead to stagnation of process. Um, and I think the best way to explain this is through school. Yes. Do you remember school, Tower It was a long while ago for you, <laughs> weren't it?
1: Yes, I vaguely remember.
0: <laughs> so I'm going to use school as a vehicle to explain um, the arch and I think it's a good vehicle because everyone can remember their school. Just- um, everyone went to school. Apart from Turner maybe I think I think in Wolverhampton they just ride around on horses for the first few years of their life um so yeah school is a great vehicle for me to explain this so imagine you're in school and you're going in and every single day you go in um you are just learning with the teachers and there is no exam at the end of the year so it's just learning you know you're doing your lessons and stuff but you know there's no GCSEs and there's no tests no sats nothing
1: you just coasting
0: exactly yeah you're just sort of going through the motions and learning you may well like enjoy the learning pr- process but at the end of it there's no tie there's no outcome there's no result to drive your motivation to make you want to learn things so um, yes. when <laughs> things get a little bit hard um you know algebra and stuff like that what was it um ono was showing me some was it Pythagoras or something the other day oh anyway my God, yeah I've forgotten Crazy, all that yeah yeah um when it gets a bit hard your motivation to continue that learning process is going to be pretty low yes um, because you haven't got that goal tying you at the end that if you don't lean in yeah exactly A purpose is a great word for it you, if you don't lean into that um process of learning when you get to the end uh, you know, there's no there's no consequence, yeah. so who cares? Like, why why would I spend all the time trying to learn Pythagoras when there's no G C C maths at the end? And if I get a, you know, if I get an A or a D, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so that's one side of the arch when you use school as a vehicle. The other side would be testing. So imagine a school. This would be a terrible school. It would be where you just come in and you do a test and then you leave, and you either get a pass or fail that's it you, you know you either or, or you know maybe you get a grade A to D or something but there's no you don't get to look at your paper you don't get to see what you could have done better there's no feedback it's literally just pass, fail imagine how Gosh, terrible that would be that's awful so you wouldn't make any progress in that situation because you, you know you're just going in and it's just
1: test yeah.
0: done test, done um, and and so each side of the arch plays into your motivation so on one side if you've got too much learning you're going to have no progress and that's because you're going to be lacking in motivation on the other side of the arch if you've got too much testing um there will be no progress again and this is probably because you'll be burnt out probably because like your motivation will be low again but for a different reason yeah um so those are the two sides of the arch Um, and that is the sort of best way for us to kind of think about those now let's kind of tie that into the gym I'm going to go to Tara for this what do you think in the gym too much learning looks like
1: so yeah too much learning um so I guess this is people who just focus in on the process yeah and which is great which is what we want people to do but they've got no why they've Mm. got no purpose to why they're doing it so they don't really care and then that's how you said that's how you lose motivation when stuff gets hard like when we expect them to do a ridiculous difficult emom Mm. and it gets tough they're just going to quit because they've got no reason for doing it they've got no purpose so focusing too much on the learning process then takes away like their edge when stuff gets tough I think that's exactly a good way yeah yeah bang it. on
0: yeah and then the other side of the arch, what does too much testing look like in the gym
1: oh god so lots of disappointment like looking at workouts getting stressed out you know overthinking everything and always leaving with a failed attitude because they haven't reached maybe their expectations and the only time they enjoy the gym is when they've pb'd or when they've exceeded their expectations yeah. which in reality let's be honest like how often do you pb so rare really very rare in, for me yeah, nowadays <laughs> for us when you're deep into the sport and so quite often you just leave and feeling shit because you've not pb'd or met your expectations of that workout
0: yeah um yeah again exactly bang on so you can expo- you can uh replace exploration or exploring with learning and with process and you can replace exploitation with testing or outcome so it's really i love that tara's brought into it that whole you know focus on the process and things that people say because that that is good but it's only half of the yeah. picture really you know you do have to focus on the process but with why? a little eye on the goal yes. at the end of it Yeah. if you're just too absorbed in the process like tara says you get into a really difficult workout you know um one that springs to mind i don't know like 21 18 15 12 9 6 3 burpees and double and uh, sorry burpees and uh thrusters what tara did yesterday (laughs) when you get into a tough workout like that if you're so process driven what's the point in pushing yeah like who cares cares? you're there you're doing your workout you're ticking the box yeah why are you gonna make it hurt exactly whereas if you are you have that outcome in mind i don't know for tara yesterday it was sub 10 Yeah, (laughs) you know that's going to push you um, to achieve what you want to achieve so we've tied that into the gym now um, and I hope that sat there listening to this podcast you're now trying to think about yourself Mm. and what sort of stage you're potentially in and what side of the arch you're on at the moment Um, and so we're going to go through some signs and symptoms of someone who is potentially exploiting too much or testing too much, yeah. and someone who is exploring too much, or learning too much, so I I will do the sort of exploitation one, in fact no, we've done exploration first haven't we, so yes. I'll do exploration first, so someone who is exploring too much, she won't mind me telling you this, because she was in talking to me about this yesterday, someone like Lucy Pears in our gym, who you know, she's a brilliant member, she comes in all the time, she has fun, she enjoys it, she's come back over after the new year and she said, look, oh, I'm just really struggling with motivation. And I was like, ah, interesting, So mm. we're going to do a podcast about this tomorrow. <laughs> so, um, you know, someone who is learning too much, is too heavily in the process, will experience low drive. So they'll be able to carry on and do things, like they'll be able to tick boxes, but they won't want to drive to finish things and, and achieve things. They'll feel a bit lost, you know, like Lucy explained to me yesterday that she was feeling a little bit you know like she didn't really know what she was doing with her training she's just doing it um so a little bit lost um generally these people have like low soreness um and like fatigue so because they're not pushing themselves they don't get that like horrendous doms you know the next day that we're all experiencing at the moment
1: (laughs) when there's 150 war bottles i'm still so sore
0: um they don't experience like the sort of you know when you're tired after workout basically that's just they're just going through the motions that very generally they'll have experience no pride so you're not really ever proud of anything that you've done you know like let's tie it back to the school example again like how proud you know pre- people are proud that they got an a star in maths or an a in whatever subject you know they're proud of that achievement but are you proud that you like um learned how to do Pythagoras correctly with Miss Furnace in last year's lesson no you don't remember that do you there's no pride in that achievement there's only pride in the outcome um so no pride is one of the symptoms and then um a lack of focus and then general lethargy did I say that right Leth lethargy
1: no lethargy I think
0: lethargy okay um I'm yeah so general so that just means being tired and <clears throat> and uh feeling like you can't can't really be bothered to be honest um and then so then the other side of the arch is the explore exploitation otherwise testing I like tara go through that so these are signs and symptoms of testing too much
1: yeah so i've definitely experienced so many of these uh looking at that list so fear is a good one so fearing a workout because maybe you've set your expectation for that workout and um, maybe you're worried what other people are going to think um being like yeah sort of scared you know when you see a certain movement come up in a class tiredness and this is usually due to um being h- highly aroused around the workout so maybe you know inducing a lot of stress and anxiety which is going to fatigue you um obviously like what comes up comes down so having loads of adrenaline around a workout you know you're going to feel ultimately feel tired afterwards injuries that's another one so if you're experiencing regular like niggles um again a sign of inducing too much stress not only mentally but also physically as well because you're pushing so hard yeah every time you do a workout
0: sorry just jumping in on that one I see this a lot specifically those kind of injuries that that come and go yeah yeah like and and not not telling people that they're they're not real because they are real but these when people are in this situation of of exploitation too much testing often they'll manifest injuries in themselves yeah as a way of saying like uh, as a way of being like oh, I couldn't have done that well because I've got an injury at the moment you know yeah. they'll feel these little niggles that like aren't actually there and yeah. like and often two weeks later they're back in they're fine
1: yeah exactly yeah. or they it could be like a normal little niggle which we experience every yeah. day but they're highly focused on it because mm. they're so I guess engrossed in the workout and how they're going to perform yeah um another one is like pressure so putting a lot of pressure on yourself unnecessarily so for example if you're the type of person that Looks ahead on box, mate, and you've seen a workout on Thursday, and then it, that's made you shit yourself, basically. And then every night, <laughs> <laughs> sorry for the kids listening. <laughs> You know, and you're thinking about every day, like, oh, how am I going to break this up? Oh God, like, I really want sub 10 or so and so is going to beat me. You know, like unnecessary pressure. um Next one, I can't actually. Read is avoidance. Oh, avoidance? Sorry, my bad handwriting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So avoidance, so classic. So you're maybe worried about how you're going to perform in a workout, or maybe you're worried about how other people are going to perceive you how you perform in that workout. So yeah. you just avoid it completely.
0: I've been in the situation before. You basically yeah. avoid. You all have. You avoid like your benchmark, you know, your Fran, yes. your Grace, your things you know, your one hour in back squat, you, you, because you don't want to not meet your expectations. Yeah. So, like, avoidance is huge yeah. when you're doing this. And
1: especially if it's something that's like in your wheelhouse and someone said to you, like, oh, this is your jam, that's going to mm. be your jam. And, you know, that puts that pressure on, and then you're worried you won't meet that expectation, so you just avoid it. Um, excuses, oh, yeah, this is brilliant. So we see this <laughs> we, we see this a lot, and, you know, don't, don't get me wrong, we've been there as well. Yeah. Um, is making excuses for maybe why you didn't do so well in that workout. I was like, oh, I'm really tired, or yeah. I didn't eat much today. Or, o-
0: often it's <laughs> pre the test, isn't it? So, yeah. you know, and I've, again, I've been guilty of this before, where you go, like, you come in god you know you might even not even say it but it's in your head like oh I only got three hours sleep last night so I'm not gonna do well here and yeah yeah you know you tell yourself all these fake
1: excuses Yeah. yeah like why you're not gonna do well um or feel like shit or you know any it could be anything but it'd be weird because the night before you could be feeling fantastic and then you know you've got that workout to do in the morning and then you'll wake up and you'll just feel this like dooming gloom over you and all these excuses come out um next one it probably ties in well with this is the negative self-talk so just filling yourself with like a lot of self-doubt not believing in yourself um, generally being very negative um again that, that ties in with the excuses for maybe like why you're not going to do well in a workout instead of being like positive like i'm just going to try my best for today you start being like oh well i'm not going to do well because of xyz yeah yeah
0: so let's now tie um this into our own experiences so me me personally i've got probably a good story about the importance of exploration so this was probably uh about a month after i'd opened the gym and the reason that i went too far on the testing side or the exploitation side was it was it was the time of the year so it was I opened the gym in like March right in in and around the open but six weeks prior to open the gym I'd been just grafting my ass off I had like I signed for the lease and I had six weeks to get the gym up to a good standard before I could open it to the members and all that time I was paying rent so the time that I if I could have took three months but I wouldn't have had any income um so i literally spent like every day eight in the morning to eight at night just absolutely grafting my balls off and then on the week like literally every day for six weeks and i was just so obviously the stress of starting a new business deliveries managing the the uh Uh, project the actual physical manual labor that I was doing it was just way too much stupidly I thought I could do cross it at the same time which was a bad idea so every now and then I'd stop and do some bloody kettlebell swings and some (laughs) rowing or something which was a waste of time but anyway so I knew the open was coming and I didn't want to do badly in the open
1: yeah because you did well previously hadn't you yeah exactly
0: Um, so what I did which was a really clever thing to do was just minimize my program to just only like the workouts yeah. so I was only doing like the hard Intensity, difficult work. Yeah, yeah I was really never do- not doing any of the accessories not doing any of the like. I wasn't really warming up um so I just exploited my body just way too much and just did so yeah. much testing and I was always worried about the result because the open was lo- looming on me um
1: and was you repeating previous workouts and comparing your yeah. scores to previous years I yeah. was
0: yeah so yeah as part of testing i had a coach at the time he obviously didn't know my circumstances but he you know was trying to prepare me for the open so we were re- we were redoing workouts that we'd done yeah. before things like that anyway so long story short i just had this like i remember ringing my brother and speaking to my brother and just had this feeling i, was like, I said to him oh, do you know what mate i just i want to just go for a, like a light jog i'm gonna do some trail running or something like yeah. i can't be arsed with thrusters and burpees oh, anymore um, <laughs> and i just thought to myself right and i just had this feeling and luckily i had that feeling um and i and i had no real commitment you know i I'd, i let go of the open i was like you're gonna do how you're gonna do you just open a gym mate don't yeah. worry about it and i just went out and i just did some trail running and some uh like bodybuilding stuff tried to work on my hamstrings because i'm always i'm never like i can never find my hamstrings very well so i did some like literally when i talk about exploration i'm talking about like something where there's no real outcome Test. yeah so i was doing sets mm-hmm. of 15 on idls and i didn't really care about the weight it was more yeah. about how i felt all sorts of stuff like that anyway come round to actually the back end of the open and i was back in and i was yeah. like i felt myself ready for like chester bars and burpees again and I, w- I wanted that I think if I'd have carried on on down the route that I was I was going down, I'd have got to the open and I'd have probably, probably quit. Halfway through. A lot of people do, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's my story of exploration. Let's talk about Tara and your, maybe your side on the exploitation. Too much testing.
1: Yes, too much testing. So I've probably got two examples of this, but I'll probably go to... Um, I'll only go to one of them so I've got one when I came back from injury and then I've got one for when I actually started CrossFit which I think will be more appealing to you guys so basically started doing CrossFit in a gym with my friend and fell in love with it straight away like absolutely loved it and then I decided almost straight away that I wanted to take it quite seriously and I set myself this ridiculous goal of getting to regionals And even then, at this point, I couldn't even do a double under, toes to bar, (laughs) pull up. Um, I could do some lifting, but that was about it. But I I loved that the, the goal was almost impossible. But because I'd set myself such a ridiculously high goal, it meant every time I was training or doing something, I was constantly comparing myself to the girls I wanted to be like. And even though I hadn't planned to get there for a good like two or three years, every open I was doing... I would do the workout, and I'd be, I'd feel so shit because I hadn't got anywhere near where I wanted to get to. I was not focused on the process whatsoever. Every time I trained, every workout I did, I was like, I wonder what Laura Faulkner would get. I wonder what so and so would get. They wouldn't get this. They can hit this. They can hit that. And because my goal was so big, it kept me hungry and it kept me training. But I felt shit, and I was tired. I had niggles, unmotivated, and really unhappy because i wasn't anywhere where i wanted to get to yeah that's huge oh yeah. i'm so glad you that in because i yeah. wouldn't have so yeah. the
0: comparison thing is massive yeah
1: huge
0: right now if you are out there and every time you pb or something you go onto your instagram and you go well it's not what this guy's lifting stop yeah. that yes. shit now because that is going to ruin your motivation yeah like we have to when we set the goal and, and we achieve the outcome we have to be proud of that in order to maintain that motivation cycle yeah like oh god i've, I've been in that situation so many times where and and the, the issue there is you're turning what should be learning yeah training yeah. sessions toes to bar handstand walks cool things like this that you should be enjoying yeah. and learning into tests which shouldn't be test. tests yeah, yeah.
1: and er- yeah everything was a test and i just and i was so desperate to be where i wanted to be you know, I just couldn't enjoy the process and enjoy Mm. just training and, you know, enjoy just getting better and I was getting better. But it's not until I got injured and then came back um, where my mindset completely changed. Mm. And I did a lot of self-work when I was injured. And now, I think it's different now, especially being in a team, but just so focused on the process because we get to do what we love every single day and we're genuinely enjoying it. But it's definitely, yeah, comparison is the thief of, thief of joy. Yeah. Can't speak, um, and it's just enjoy your progress and not constantly compare it to somebody else's journey because it is completely different.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's that's massive, and and there'll be a lot of members out there right now who are doing that exact same thing. Yeah. Um, so, what did you do in that situation? Then, to, you know, obviously you are injured. Then, what you know, I saw your training whilst you were injured, and the types of things you were doing. It was very exploration based yes. to bring to level out your arch. So, what do you do for a member who's listening now? He's thinking, "Shit, that's me. I'm constantly comparing to Tara. Yeah, And I'm not as good as her. <laughs> um, what would you do?"
1: Um, so. I did I did do a lot of like reading and a lot of listening to podcasts and I will probably pop, pop some suggestions in there as well but basically the main thing I was doing was um, I, I probably unfollowed actually a lot of people who were maybe making me feel quite shit yeah. um, especially when I was injured um, I What did your
0: training look like?
1: When I was injured? Yeah um, Well I had a knee injury and wrist injury so I did quite a bit of like bike erg hmm. um,
0: was there any goals set or was it just yes, down there? Yes, there wasn't things? at yeah.
1: first, um, but there was. Um, and it would be like little goals. Mm. So it would maybe to do, be able to do an air squat without pain and then maybe to do a goblet squat and so on. Mm-hmm. And the same with my wrist, it would be able to do like um, a plank and then a push-up and then a, a ring support hold and so on. And that really helped. And I think that's what I didn't have before yeah. because I was, I was so, so focused on the goal, but the big goal. I wasn't focused on like the micro goals leading up to that. Yeah. Whereas like when, with my injury, I had little micro goals. It's like the next thing we're going to test is an air squat, but I wasn't comparing my air squat to someone Someone's else's air squat, squat on yeah, Instagram. Yeah. It yeah. was, it was mine. And it, the only thing we was looking at is like, does it, does it hurt? No. Yes. And what on. Yeah. Um, so I think that was the biggest difference. And in terms of the process, because I was so in tune with like how everything had to feel and what I was doing in terms of my training. It really made me think about my training session and how I felt about it and what I was getting better at rather than comparing it to somebody else because no one else was on the same journey as me then. Yeah. And I think that's what helped me switch my mindset to forget about what everyone else is doing and just focusing on yeah. focusing on yourself.
0: That's brilliant, yeah. <laughs> so we you know, again, in that in in our decades worth of coaching, in my in particular my four years, I've seen a number of crossfitters develop this start this kind of near burnout or burnout really. In yeah. I would say between the two and a half year to three and a half year mark.
1: Yeah. Generally, that was for me to be honest. It yeah. was three I think it was like two and a half, three years in.
0: So dependent on how often you're training and what you're doing and what your environment's like, you know, it might come earlier. This might happen to you at a year, but it also might happen to you at four years, depending on, you know, your specific journey and that what happens with CrossFit is people love it so much to start off with because it's yeah. all learning based there is no goals you come in and everybody's better than you everyone can do everything and it's just oh it's amazing then you have this what I would like to call the honeymoon period where you figured it out you're still learning and you have some goals you start thinking oh, I'd quite like handstand push up or I might want a back squat and this is where you see people just love it like they you know yeah. the CrossFit bug, hungry they for they yeah. and you can't you can't drag them out of the gym Um, this is the honeymoon stage and then just after that honeymoon stage you can get into this near burnout worst case scenario you can get burnout and I'll talk about what that looks like now so so between that two and a half and that three and a half year mark what happens is people learn everything the movements how to do things how difficult movements are you know what a certain workout like do you remember when you'd look at a workout and it was an amrap and and you might you might not even know how it was going to feel yeah but right now you look at an amrap and like oh shoulders gonna burn yeah yeah or you look at it and you go oh uh that's gonna be gassy yeah yes where like now like that's what you do now but back in back in the day you might have just seen a workout and thought oh cool bliss. awesome yeah exactly um so what happens is people figure out crossfit essentially and then as a result they're like set themselves tests so the workout might be, you know, an arm of burpees and box jump overs or something. And you look at it and go, I want, five to, I, I want five rounds. Yeah. Fed into that is leaderboards, your mates doing the workout with you, all these things that turn it into a test and not a learning learning vehicle. Yeah. And people end up burning out very, very quickly or losing motivation very, very quickly. And there are a few members in our books right now who are currently in this stage. So I hope this podcast helps. Um, worst case scenario And I've seen these, in my 10 years of doing CrossFit, I've seen these over and over again. The guys who test, 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 test all the time, reach that burnout point, what do they do? I'm going to go Olympic lifting. I'm going to go do Olympic lifting for two years. How many of them do you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, quite a few, yeah. Yeah,
0: right, they go, oh, I'm going to do Olympic lifting. And they love Olympic lifting for the first six months that they're doing it as well, because it's all learning, it's all new, new exercises, blah, blah, blah. Then what happens to them at two years of Olympic lifting? Burn out because yeah. they have their numbers that they know everything's a test if they don't pb they're not happy so on and so forth yeah um you know i've seen these people come and go in across CrossFit community over and over again so i'm just hoping that this podcast helps save some people who are heading down that path yes what what you need to do if that is you and you and you're you're s- experiencing those symptoms that we described and you're testing too much is start treating workouts as learning opportunities again yeah and um, ta- Tara, you gave some great advice to Amret, I believe, this one of these weeks, oh, a week yes. ago, where he said sort of like, look at the workout and decide a goal, something that you're going to try and achieve Yeah. Um, during the workout. I think maybe it was like, like I think a it toaster might have bar been, or something. Yeah.
1: yeah, so I can't remember exactly what it is. It's something we do quite a lot of, but it might have been for an example, Right. the only goal of this workout is to do your toaster bar and broken, Perfect. for example. Exactly. It doesn't and, matter on the score so, anything. And so, yeah,
0: the outcome is now not how you performed in that workout <clears throat> the outcome is have you learned from trying to yes. go and going broken on those toaster bar
1: and even if like i'd say even if you don't that's fine we know that that's like next time we'll change the yeah. goal but that's the goal we're going to work towards so even yeah. if you don't achieve what you've set out that's okay because you've learned from it exactly yeah
0: and so that's what you've got to do with these workouts now you'll see a workout on the board and it might you it might be let's take pulling karen because everyone's just done it so they'll know it well yeah you know 75 two rounds 75 wall balls 15 chest bars okay the goal might be like we literally just did as a team yep do the 75 unbroken even if it takes you 4 minutes worth of resting can you do two sets of 75 okay which we didn't
1: nope <laughs> yep first <laughs> but, set yes second
0: set no yeah. <laughs> big no um but you know, that is now a learning opportunity. How much rest do I need in order to be able to do two sets of 75 warbles I don't know, maybe a 30 lot. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a day. Um, yeah. Um, but it becomes a learning vehicle, not a test. If, for example, we were to go into that workout and be like, right, I just want my fastest time. It's all about the outcome then. It's just a test.
1: Yes, um, yeah.
0: And... As We've discussed you do need both sides of the atch, so there is a time at the end of the cycle to do pulling Karen as a test and just try and get your best time, yeah, but not every single day, every single session, every single week,
1: yeah. Because, like, even when we did pulling Karen, like you said, we set the goal we wanted to do both rounds of war balls unbroken, yeah, and none of us did, but it was fine, we didn't care because we're like, well, we know that we can't, so we're going to work on it. And when yeah. we retest it, we'll do two rounds unbroken. So, even if you don't even Meet the goal that you set out, which could be something simple like keeping the toast bar broken. That's not a fail. There's no such thing as a bad training session because mm. you just learn from everything that you do. So it's just switching your mindset to not trying to win the workout, but even also if you don't complete what you set out to achieve, that's okay as well because you're always learning.
0: Awesome, always learning. Yes. with an eye to a test. Yes. In the future. Yeah. Yes. half an eye on it. Anyway. <laughs> right, guys. So um, you know that was the t- the uh, podcast there maximise motivation, minimise burnout. Um, We obviously introduced our first sponsor this week. So if you would like, if you have a small business and you'd like a shout out on here or to sponsor the show, then please reach out to us. We're happy to do that from now on. And we'll see you in two weeks time.
1: Yes. Happy New Year, guys.